0: God! All right, so we we are, we, we we would would look for where to round up tonight, and we'll just um, finish mission as possible. Or this meeting with, um, I said, every believer. <clears throat> just to recap on what I've been saying all true in this meeting, I've said every believer has been given a teaching and preaching ministry, and. Every believer has been given a preaching and a teaching ministry. So that shows you as a Christian, you have a what? A preaching and what? A teaching ministry. That's your that's your that's that, that, that's your that's how you are as a Christian. You have a preaching and teaching ministry. So um the rest your responsibility is to what? To preach and to teach. I remember we said in the four Gospels in the Great Commission, Jesus told us to go make disciples, teaching them to observe, and all things whatsoever I have commanded you. So, our responsibility is to preach and to teach. And I told you, on our churches, you do what? You preach. When you are following up, you do what? You teach. Because preaching is announcing, teaching is systematic, it's a flow. You are you are deliberate. You want your disciples to learn something. Are you getting me? You want them to grow, you want them to understand certain things. So that is what teaching does. So teaching builds your disciples, teaching helps in the stability of your disciples, teaching helps you to helps you to gauge their growth, teaching. So, every, every disciple must be teaching. You must be teaching. Say I, I must be teaching. You must be teaching. You must. So, you must be teaching. You must. So, we said in follow-up, follow-up refers to, um, what, what does the follow-up refers to again? A spiritual work, a spiritual activity, just like evangelism. So you mustn't joke with follower. You mustn't. we studied Paul's follower, Paul's model, and Philip's model, right? We we'll said Paul in Acts nineteen, right? He laid, he he thought, he got them saved, right? He got them with the Holy Ghost. And what did he do? He taught them. He thought them. <clears throat> he thought them. So he taught them. That, that, that that's that's how to raise disciples. And we said, in following up, number one, what do you do in follow up? Teach you. You teach How do you follow up on people? Number one. Number one. number one. You lead, you lead by example. You lead by example. Tony, we never know that one. Maybe it is to. only want yourself in this meeting. (laughs) You lead by example. Number two, and I said in leading by example, it shows you are going to be the one to, so if you want your disciples to be pray, you are praying, right? If you want your disciples to learn God's word, they they learn it, right? I like something that uh, Noah did in the course uh, in the sense of when Chiamaka was teaching, he was taking notes. You know, that will help the disciple now to take notes because it's saying that somebody is taking that's leading by example. Are you getting me? So don't, let's say you are accompanying a, a, um, somebody's disciple. You are following the person to go and follow up on the person. Don't say, oh, I already know it. Don't do such a thing. See, always be a student of the word. Always be like that. Always be a man who is ready to learn at all times, are you getting me? Are you getting me? Yes. So don't say, Oh, because favor is teaching, um, then Tony will not be able to take notes because I didn't know that it is born again. She wants to teach. No, you take your jota and you are writing, not that you are on your phone. That's rude. A disciple is teaching this disciple, and you, you are the one accompanying the person, and you are on your phone. That's rude. You take your notes and you are teaching. You know what you're doing? You are sowing seeds. You are showing the person an example. Are you getting what I'm saying? Exactly. So you lead by what? Exactly. By example. And I said, practical ways to lead by example is number one. Church. Check your note. Yeah? Take your disciples to church. Big then you have to be in church. You know, you have an habit now. This day, so an habit. See, you know that you have to pick your disciples. You have to be fast. Don't come late to church. Don't bring, don't give your disciples a bad habit of already coming late to church. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it shows you are going to wake up extra early just because of your disciples. Are you getting what I'm saying? It shows you are going to be more committed in waking up early if it's that you have to book an Uber for them, you have to do it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so, don't, don't inculcate an habit of them coming late just because they have to be in church. No. You have to what, Lead by example. So, what's another one? Take them, Take them to, to pray. Take them to pray. You have to pray with them. No, but what's another one? Take them to preach. Take them to preach. What's another one? Take them to minister to the sick. sick. So that shows if you have disciples, you don't just say, go and preach to that person. No. You say, what I do it. Are you getting me? You just say, oh yeah, what I do it. This is how to preach. You do like two, three examples. Then you say, oh yeah, do this one. As we stop, I will help you stop this one. Are you seeing it? I will help you stop this person. Now talk. I will help you interject at some point. That's training the person. So when you take the person out again, you do it again. Let's say you take the person out like two, three times. The fourth time, you can now see we are now stop somebody and let's teach. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you? Get, it's, don't be in a rush. I know you want them to be an emergency preacher overnight. No, it doesn't happen. Calm down. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't be in a rush. So teach your disciples. Teach them. Uh, so um, that's number one lead by example right number two is what know each, know each disciples. disciples so you get to know one another their phone number their address where they live what they are up to how you can be of help to them you get to know them number three is what teach them the word, teach them the word. you have to teach plan teaching notes we already have materials. We are going to release more materials in the coming days. So you have enough materials to teach your disciples. Don't be scared of teaching the basics. They have to be well-grounded in who they are in Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? So teach the basics. Number what, number what is next? Number four, four is what? Follow the, the follow the leading of the Spirit. Just like we did in outreach today. You follow the leading of the Spirit. Say, I follow the leading of the Spirit. all the, the of the Yeah, you follow the leading of the Spirit. <clears throat> Number five is what? Pray for, Pray, for them. Them. Pray for them. You cannot go wrong in prayer. Number six is what? Walking love, Walk love towards, them. Love towards mm-hmm. them. In coming days, after this meeting, after this um, mission is possible, I'm going to be teaching us more things with discipleship. There's a lot to learn with discipleship. Are you hearing me? This is just a drop of the ocean. A drop. So know this one as the basics. Uh, I will build on it in in, in coming days. Are you getting me? As we keep increasing, as we keep having the numbers. Hallelujah. Say we have the numbers. We have the numbers. We have the numbers. We have the numbers. As we keep having the numbers much more and more would build more are you getting me yes, because there will be more challenges to face so as more challenges come more teachings will come are you, hallelujah yes, as more problems come we'll have to do more teachings to undo the problems are you getting me these are good problems praise god so number one is what by you're not saying like you mean number one number two number three, teach number four, them the word. number four, the of the number five, Pray for number six, walk in love towards them. number one, number two, know each number three, teach them the word. number four, the of the number four, the of the number five, Pray for them. number six, walk in love towards them. number one, you know, the Bible says, say to Archippus, Not all of you now, say to favor. Say, number one is what? Lead, Lead by example. example. All of you, say to favor, number one. Lead, Lead by example. All right, favor. now You have the audacity <laughs> to, if I stand up, everybody say to favor. Lead, Lead by example. example. So you be on your feet all through the meeting. So number one, lead by example. Number two, know each disciple. Why are you laughing? Stand up. Number one, lead by example. Number two, know each disciple. Number three, teach them the word. Number four, follow the meaning of the spirit. Number five, pray them. Joy, join them. Number one, lead, lead by example. Number two, know each disciple. Stand up. What's funny? Number 1 Lead by Number 2 Number 3 Teach them the Number 4 the of the Number 5 Number 6 walk them. Number 1 by Number 2 know each Number 3 the Number 4 Number 5 Number 6 Number 1 Number 2 Number 3 the Number 4 Follow number 5 pray for them. number 6 walk in love them. number 1 Lead by number 2 number 3 Teach them the number 4 them. Number, one, by by number, two, number 5 pray for them. number 6 number 1 number 2 number 3 number 4 number 5 number 6 you should not forget you lead by example. So every day, as you are leading, as you are going to teach, remember, I am an example to this person. Number two, you know each disciple. You have to get to know them. And I told you, knowing them is not happening in a day, right? Yes, sir. It's over time. You get to know. You get to know. Number three, you do what? Teach them the you teach them the word. Ah, you have to teach. You have to teach. That is what can make your disciples grow. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. It's not by going for dinner that makes them grow. It's not buffet that makes them grow. It's not strategy. Oh, let's put the person to do this so that the person will not, the person will not be committed to the church. That does not make the person grow. It is the words on your lips. The message the person is feeding on. The teaching, that's what is making them grow. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. Number what? Number what is next? Ah, follow. It is through the leading of the spirit you know what message to teach them. It is by the leading of the spirit you know. Okay, let me take this person. This person is right for outreach now. Are you getting? And quickly expose your disciples to outreaches because that is the bulk of the ministry. Quickly expose them. Quickly expose them. Some of you have caged your disciples too much. Chiamaka, you've caged them too much. Quickly them to expose them to outreaches. Expose them to outreaches. Are you getting me? Tell yes, them, just watch me today. They don't have to preach on the first day. Just watch how I do it today. Are you getting me? Yes, Take them again the next day. Watch how I do it. The third time, you can now say, try this one person. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, they don't have to preach on the first day. That's how you raise stable men. But you will follow the leading of the Spirit. It does not... Tr- learn to trust the inward witness. If the inward witness led you here, it can lead you with your disciples. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, learn to trust the inward witness. And number five, you do what? You pray. pray ah, pray who? Pray who? your names don't leave my lips the names of some of your disciples too don't leave my lips are you getting what i'm saying pray are you getting me pray and you have to walk in love you know how you walk in love you know why you walk in love they are not as matured as you so their their actions can easily offend you it's very easy for them to offend you they are not as grown as you they don't have all the knowledge that you have. They don't have all the understanding that you have. So you have to work in love. Working in love is a vital tool in discipleship. You know why? Because it's a relational thing. Remember I told you follow-up requires a personal touch. So that shows there's going to be much of friendship, much of relationship, much of texting, much of talking. Via that there's going to be offences. Via that body language we communicate, and you just feel, mm, and then you just get discouraged. You can't. Via that you just—I don't like the way this person. Uh, calm down. You have to walk in love. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to walk in love. Say I have to walk in love. Say I have to walk in love. You have to you have to walk in love, you have to walk in love, you have to walk in love, and I told you, I said, walking in love is our nature. It is natural for the believers to forgive, so it means they would do something wrong to you, they might offend you, but it is natural for the believer to do what? To forgive and it is natural for you to walk in love towards them. You know that when you walk in love towards them, you are actually leading by example. Hope you know. That you walking in love towards them, shows you are actually already walking what? Leading by example. Because they will see your actions. So by the time they are doing what you are doing later on, they will remember, ha, the way Sister in your trained me is such a way that... You know, as I just said this, this is going to be how our ministry is going to be. People are just going to say, the way Noah trained me via the Spirit of God, the way this person trained me, the way, this, the way I was trained by this, are you getting what I'm saying? It's going to characterize I'm hearing that statement in my ears by the Spirit of God. I'm just hearing the way sister, this trained me, the way this person taught me, the way this, I learned this from this, you know, things like, it's going to be, it's going to be happening around us, and you are going to be orderly, hallelujah, you yes, are going to be orderly, <coughs> so you will lead by what? Example. By example, number one, Lead by number 2 know each number 3 Teach them the word. number 4 the of the Spirit. number 5 Pray for them number 6 Walk in love towards them. number 7 okay uh, let's continue with our walking in love so we said that since god is our example then walking in love is a spiritual initiative right i said that right yes. thinking by the believers towards others so jesus showed love and affections to his disciples so jesus showed love and affections to his disciples. we are still walking in love don't forget so jesus showed love and affections to his disciples look at matthew 14 matthew 14 verse 22 to 23 matthew 14 verse 22 to 23 Jesus, let's see some examples of Jesus showing affections to his disciples. Matthew 14: 22 to23. And they that were eating were about 5,000 men beside women and children, verse 22. and straight away Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the sheep. And to go before him on to the other side while he sent the multitude away. In verse 23, and when it was, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up to pray. He went to a mountain apart to pray, and when the evening was come, he was there alone. So you see, it's, it, what he did in 22 is that Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the sheep and go, you know, after they have ministered, after they've, they've, um, they've, Talked or they've shared food together and all of those things. Look at the verse 21. After they have eaten about 5,000 men beside women and children, Jesus constrained disciples. Oh, yeah. Get into the shape. Let's go. He was he was concerned about the oh, yeah, way, guys. Oh, yeah, everybody, you know that's orderliness. We oh, yeah, are everybody, let's go. That shows concern. Look at in Matthew 8. Matthew 8. He saved Peter from drowning in Matthew 8. In Matthew 8. sorry let's go back to that Matthew 14 first let's go back to that Matthew 14 Matthew 14 verse 22 to 23 it's not 22 to 23 it's 22 to 33 22 to 33 22 to 33 in verse 28 I will just skip it because of our time verse 28 that Peter answered and said Lord bid me bid down me come unto the water and he said come and when Peter was walking down he walked on water to go to Jesus, and he saw the wind boasting. He was afraid, and beginning to sink. And he cried, walking, saying, Lord, save me. So you know what Jesus did? Jesus saved Peter despite his doubt. That's Jesus' affection. Jesus saved Peter despite his doubt. He saved Peter from drowning despite his doubt. That's Jesus was showing affection. Look at in Matthew eight, verse twenty three to twenty seven. 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 And when he was entered into the ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea insomuch that the ship was covered and the waves, but he was asleep. And disciples came unto him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? Oh, your little faith. Then he arose, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So he calmed the storm, he preserved their lives. That's Jesus showing affection, showing love to the disciples, he calmed the storm, he preserved their lives. Look at in Matthew 8 verse 14 to 15, Matthew 8 verse 14 to 15, and when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever, and he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose, and he ministered unto them. So he visited Peter and healed his wife's mother. Are you saying it? That's affection. That's showing up. that's knowing your disciples. Are you saying that he knows, so Jesus knows Peter's wife's mother. That means his relatives. His in-law. Jesus knows Peter's in-law. So, Jesus showed affection. So, in Paul's ministry, we see that, in, in Paul's ministry also, we see that the love he showed to his disciples too was glaring, very obvious. It was just beyond calling them my children, my son and all of those things. Paul fathered those people affectionately. And it was evident in his actions. It was very evident because he fathered them properly. You see in Acts 20, verse 17 to 31, Acts 20, verse 17 to 31. At 20 verse 17 to 31. He says, if you read from that verse 18 to 31, you will see the instructions he was giving them. He instructed and corrected them of all things. In that 20, verse 17 to 31. He instructed them. In verse 32, so that 30, in verse 32 to 33, he says, and now, brethren, I commend you to the God. And to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all of them which are sanctified. And I have coveted no man, silver or gold, or apparel. So he had a job and made money to care for his needs and the needs of other people also. Paul did that. He took care of the needs of others. In Acts 20, verse 35 to 38, in that same Acts 20, verse 35 to 38, he prayed for them. He blessed them. So, in the epistles to the church in, in Philippi, you see that Paul also did something. Paul attested to Timothy's love for the saints. And you know that Timothy was Paul's disciple. So, Timothy has learnt those things from who? From Paul. He has met Paul. He has learnt it. So Paul has met and taken this from him. So Paul had taken Timothy under his wigs and recommended him. You see that in Philippians 2 verse 19 to 23. Philippians 2. I want everybody to open to this. Philippians 2 verse 19 to 23. Philippians 2 verse 19 to 23. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly to you that may might also be of good comfort when I do what? Know your state. He says, For I have no man, like-minded, who will naturally care for your state. He says, For all men seek their own. See, this is the heart desire of every pastor, willing and available men, that I could be able to call you for three years do this and I can sleep that this work will be done. That was Timothy. He said, I have no man. Out of all of Paul's disciples, there was just one Timothy. Wow. Wow. He says, I have no man who is like-minded. So, his his love was evident in how he taught them, how he prayed for them and how he cared for them. So, Paul demonstrated that fatherly figure to them. We saw Jesus. We saw Jesus. What, what Jesus he saved Peter from drowning. He calmed the storm. He visited Peter's mother-in-law. Wow. So are you seeing that you know each disciple, you lead by examples? Are you seeing it? Are you seeing so you see in in, in later on in the book of Acts, when Peter raised um Dorcas from the dead, are you seeing that it's a personal thought? Fabitha. It's a personal thought. You see, when Paul could now li- could list names, we saw those names in Romans sixty when he could say greet this person, he knew them one one on one. Are you seeing that? So that is discipleship. So look, let's let's look at something as we begin to round up in this series uh, or in this meeting. So let's look at practical. So we're just continuing and. Practical ways to demonstrate um, love to those you disciple. disciples. So, we'll just see from that tangent. Practical ways to demonstrate love to those you disciple. disciples. So, we'll just from there begin to round off from there. Practical ways to demonstrate love. So, now, I want to teach you how to actually love your disciples. You know, that's what we're trying to say now. Practical ways on how to demonstrate love to your disciples. Number one be available and accessible to them be available and what accessible to them so because see the work on our trust is a life's work you can't you you can't be away from your disciple and be feeling oh I'm the man of god no nope you have to be what available and what? Accessible to them. So, being committed to their lives or to the lives of those you disciple means you will create time for them. It implies that you will create time. See, see God cannot trust you if you don't create time for people. Sit down, everybody. God will not trust you if you don't create time for them. Create time for your disciples. Create time for those you are teaching. That is actually the way to show that you love them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Create time. You can't be too busy for those you say you love. For those who matter to you. You can't be too busy for those you say you are praying about. You can't be too busy for those who who, who matters in your heart. I don't know about you. But you should carry your disciple like gold. Every church service, your disciples, your disciples' heartbeat should be your heartbeat. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so, be available. And, number one, be what available and what accessible to them. So you create time for them. So, what do you create time to do? What do you create time to do? Number one. So under under we are still under. We can safely say 1A now, right? Now, what do you create time to do? You create time to teach them. Ah, you can't say you love people and not create time to teach them. Do you think, some of you that have started teaching, do you now see that teaching is not easy? None of you know. How many of you can attest to that? Just one person? None of you No. Know. That teaching now is not easy. It is work. I can't even see that it's labor. Sometimes you get tired. so that you don't even feel like doing it. But you just have to do it. Because that's the way you love them. If I don't love you, I will not be here this night teaching you. It is because of love. I'm bothered. Hey, these guys are not growing. Ah, okay, what's going on? We're in the seasons of harvest, seasons of multiplication. You have to learn this. The way to do it is to teach. So, number one, you create time to teach. Two, you pray for them. You cannot say you love your disciples without praying for them. You pray for them. Three, you visit them. Visit them. I like what Noah has been doing recently. And I'm sorry I'm using him as an example. But I like it. He visits the family. He chats with the mother that's how to do it You've, that shows you love them you go to their house it might not happen in a day so don't I'm mean, looking for how you enter the person's house the next day, very next day no, you can calm down it's over time are you getting what I'm saying? you also take time to listen to them if you love them, listening, just let them talk just with them, listen to them are you getting what I'm saying? It's not every time you want to teach them what to. But now, don't say they say we should listen to them and gist it. That would not be the buckle. <laughs> you just say, Today is gisting service. <laughs> Can we just gist? No. It's not every day you are going for brunch, lunch, dinner, all of those things with the disciple. But there are times like that. Just, let's, let's just go out. Just, let's just the major thing you want to listen to, let's talk, you know. That's when you get to know what's going on with them. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it is not. <laughs> it's not every day. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. The major thing is you have to teach. If they not teach, you can't can't grow. It is in the listening to them, you know the problem. Ha you know, what you hear? Labor, labor. Are you getting what I'm saying? You answer their questions. You create time to answer their questions. If you love them, you answer their questions. You let them ask questions. You take time to pray with them. You can hold their hands. Let's agree on this particular issue. In the name of Jesus, this situation is resolved. I'm praying with you about this, brother. I'm praying with you about this, sister. Are you getting me? You pray with them. You also go on evangelizing with them. This week, go on evangelizing with your disciples. Are you hearing me? Go on evangelizing with them. Go on evangelizing with them. So, what do I say you create time to do? Number one? Number two? Number three? Number four? Number four? Number five? Number five? Number one? Number two? Number 3. Visit them. Number 4. Take to listen to them. Number 5. Answer their questions. Number 6. Pray with them. Pray with them. Number 6 is pray with them. Number 7. Go with them with them. So you create time to do that. So as a practical way to so demonstrate love to your disciples, number 1 be available and what? Accessible. Accessible to them. So number 2 now, be concerned about their natural needs. Be concerned about what their natural needs. This is very vital because often times we can easily ignore it or relegate it to the background. We can just we can easily know that oh, it's just the word, it's just the word, it's just. The word. Be concerned. I like what Chiamaka did recently. She prayed with the disciple, and eventually. The person is more receptive just because of the way she, she handled the person's natural need. Are you seeing it? It happens like that. Be concerned. You see, I'm concerned about all of you. Hey, are you getting a job? Have you gotten this? Have you gotten that? What's going on with you? That's how you should be with your disciple. Let them, let them feel like, why oh, are you overwhelming me with this love? You have to overwhelm them because you love them. Are you getting what I'm saying? So. Why is your primary concern is follow up on their spiritual growth? You ought not to neglect or ignore their natural well being. Don't ignore their natural well being. Ah, okay. What are you even eating? You know, you can ask your question. Your disciple that question. Ah, okay. You're just fresh every day. What are you eating? You're not even fresh. What's going on? You're just wearing the same clothes every day. Is it that you don't have clothes at home? <laughs> <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? be concerned. Don't ignore that aspect. I know you want to teach them. Please do. Teach them. Train them. Feed them gospel, so pray with them. But don't ignore their natural needs. So the ones you disciples ought to be giving care. They have, you ought to care about their natural needs. Those in your trust and those you are going to help, you have to meet their needs in particular. In John 21 verse one to six, John twenty-one, verse one to six. Jesus amplified this to us in John twenty-one, verse one to six. Twenty-one, verse one to six. John twenty-one, verse one to six. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples of the sea and the wise. And he showed himself himself, and he called together Simon Didymus, Thomas called of Didymus, Simon Peter, and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathanael of of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and the other two of his disciples, Simon fishing, Simon Peter, and he said unto them, I go fishing, and they said to him, We also go with thee. And they went forth and entered into the ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. Verse twenty, verse four. And when they stood, when the morning. And when the money was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they answered, No. And Jesus came and cast your net by the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. And they cast it therefore, and now they were able to draw it, draw it for the multitude of fish. So he cared about their natural and He cared that they had to draw fishes to eat. Are you seeing that? So. His disciples tried to catch feet on the and they failed. And Jesus came to the scene in the morning, giving them directions that brought a gate cash. Hence, he was meeting their needs. Are you getting me? Show concern. Do you have a job? Okay, let's look for a way to have your job. Okay, do you even have papers? You know, we are in a country where people need papers. People need some. Okay, let's look for a way to fix it for you. Yes, do you get what I'm saying? Show the concern. Okay, let's look for a way to, to walk around it. Okay, why can't you walk? What's your limitation? Okay, let's look for a way to help you. Are you getting? Are you in school? Do you want to get to school? Okay, let's look for a way to get you an admission. Are you getting what I'm saying? We'll talk to this person. Okay, you know? Show concern. Okay, do you have um do you have what you are eating? All right, okay, all right. I don't really have money now, but I can talk to somebody who has money, you know. I you know, let's get you something to eat. Show concern. Meet their need in John 6 verse 1 to 11, Jesus fed the 5,000. John 6, verse 1 to 11, Jesus fed the 5,000 and his disciples. And his disciples partook of the provision. So, he was meeting their immediate need of what? Hunger. As has seen in Paul's ministry too, he worked to meet his own needs and he also met the needs of other believers around him also. You see in Acts 20, verse, verse 34, at 20 verse 34. At 20 verse 34. We read it earlier. At 20 verse 34. At 20 verse 34. He says, Ye, ye yourself know that these hands are ministered unto my necessity and to them that were with me. So he ministered and he ministered to them. Look at First Thessalonians 2 verse 9. First Thessalonians two verse nine. First Thessalonians two verse nine. He says, "For ye remember brethren, our labor and travail, for laboring night and day, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you, we preached unto you the gospel of God." So he reminds the church of Thessalonians here, of Thessalonica, of how he walked. And from the precedence in the book of Acts, in Acts 20, we already know that the purpose was to meet his needs and the needs of those he disciples. So, your main reason why you are working is not just for yourself alone. Your life has changed. Are you getting me? Your priorities have changed. You are a minister of the gospel. You are working now because of what? Your life and what? The lives of others. Are you getting me? Are you getting me yes, at the needs of the local church? So I'm sorry, you might not necessarily have to buy Lamborghini in this life. I'm sorry, you might not have to buy Maserati. Because why would you be driving Maserati and your disciple is hungry? I'm sorry, you might not have to go to Bali. Joy. You are spending all the money for tickets, all of those things. And yet, you are doing vacay. Vacay. When your disciple does not have enough clothes. I and you are taking vacay. Vacation. vacation. Summer vibes. Ah. Brethren, somebody, somebody is in your heart and I say, maybe I should not even raise You just finished praying. <laughs> <laughs> that the struggle is over. The limitation is over. You will have to raise. It's too late. <laughs> for some, all of you that have attended this meeting, this is sure it's possible it's too late for you not to do ministry. <laughs> it's any too late. You can't look back again. If you are taught to look back before, there's there's something that has happened where you don't be looking forward. You know, you know that thing that happens to join Nick recently? That doesn't make her look. It's can't, it has any happened to you spiritually, you can't look back again. <laughs> <laughs> So, you have so the primary reason why you are working is to cater for yourself and also for the need of the church and the needs of your disciples. Sorry. I'm sorry it is like that. But that is why you are a man of God. Say I'm, I'm a man of God. I'm going to teach you a message one day. I'm a man of God. I'm going to teach you that someday. So when you love your disciples, it will be evident in how you care for them and how kindly and affectionate towards them you are towards them. So as you do this, never lose sight of your primary purpose. Don't get too just looking for job, looking for this, looking for that, looking for how you take it, and you forgot that you have to still preach to the person or you have to still teach the person. In the search of the job, sit down brother, sit down. Let's still study God's word. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? What every believer needs to know. Sit down. What you have to know first. We will sort down why God's power is working. Are you getting me? Don't lose sight of the primary purpose. Because that's what will give them spiritual growth. So, also, there might be instances where you may um, not have the means to meet their needs in question but your concern counts are you getting me there are times you might not it might not be in your power they might have things above your neck are you getting what i'm saying your concerns count it's not all the needs you can meet are you getting me there are needs you will hear you just wonder, want god i only trust you are you getting what i'm saying are you getting what i'm saying guys it's not all the things you can meet but show concern. As, is this done? I'm praying for you. Do you get it? Show concern. Show concern. Always takes them to see, okay, how is it going? Check them and look at how it's going. Show concern. Give them options. Are you getting me? And you're going to be wise. Are you getting me? Be wise. Are you getting me? Are you getting me, guys? Yes, so, number one in this walking in love is, the practical ways to demonstrate love to your disciples is, number one is what? No, be available, be, available be available and what accessible, accessible to them. them. It is under be available and accessible to them. You create time to do what be number them. one, that's be number them. two, free 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 for them. 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 number three, visit number four, number four, number, four. number five, their number six, with number seven. With them. All right, and we say number two now is what. With their needs. Number three is correct them in love. Correct them in what? In love. So correction and instructions are part and parcel of discipleship. Correction and instructions are part and parcel of discipleship. You have to go. Ah, no, it's not like this. Oh no, you should not have used this statement. Oh, you should not have taken this. Oh no, you 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 should. You should have prayed more. Are you getting me? Correction and instructions are part and parcel of discipleship. You have to keep correcting. You have to keep instructing. Okay, please pray one hour today. Okay, you don't want to go, oh, you can increase it. You know, do it. Correction and parcel. You should ever be done with God's word and not in anger. Don't go and correct them in anger. You correct them because you love them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, you correct them because you love them and you want the best for them. Nothing in anger. Oh. See, anyone you cannot correct is not your disciple. I'll say it again. Anyone you cannot correct is not your disciple. That's why I used to tell you, if I cannot correct you in this church, you are, you, your time is up. If I give you instruction, correct you, correct you, you do not think I can't pastor you. That's witchcraft. That's manipulation. You can, there can't be two pastors in a place. <laughs> then If you cannot submit to my correction and instruction, then pack your bag and go, I'm not fit or matured enough to pastor you. So, anyone you cannot correct, who can't listen to your instruction and your correction, is not your disciple. Then you still have work to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now nah, this is not the mini. This is not mini. Go ahead and every every service. Okay. Oh yeah, do this. Oh yeah, no, do it in love. Okay, please can you can you pray? Can you do it in love? Hey, please can we pray this? Can we you know do it in love? Okay. Why you not doing? Ah, you see how you have decided? <laughs> <laughs> you getting what I'm saying. So correct them. Wait, why did you call that person name? It's supposed not to be Tony. It's supposed to be Sister Tony. You know. Please, you know, mm-hmm. please. You, 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 it's just a culture in the local church. You know, you guess what I'm saying? It's not um. We, we stand and we pray. I know you are sitting down, but just sit down for like a couple of minutes. And we stand up again. You know, we don't sit down where we are praying in this church. You know, this uh, and nah, nah, that nah. It's like that. You know, when we when we have a proper venue, prayer meeting, all the, all the chairs will be stacked. Don't <laughs> be. <laughs> Oh, we are more of God. We are, we are, we are coming. We are walking around and praying when we have a proper venue. So number one is what? Yes. Yes, yes. 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 The number two. Because number, ten? Ten. There you go. number four. Trust their groups and believe the best of them. Trust their growth and what? Believe the best of them. Trust their growth and do what? Believe the best of them. One who disciples is one who invests trust in others. You know I trust all of you. That's why I can teach you, I can send you an outreach and I know that you are doing the right thing. It's because I trust you. If I don't trust you, I can't send you for outreach. If I don't trust you, I can't... if i don't trust you i won't tell you to disciple people because i i won't be sure what you are doing that's why i'm teaching you now because i trust that you will do the word are you getting what i'm saying the one who disciples is the one who trusts and invests who, is, who invests trust in others so when you are praying for a person and teaching the person the word, it's incumbent that you trust the person if you are praying you are teaching trust the person that's why don't use negative words. Don't say, ah, this person is not growing, this person is no, say he's a man of God. You can do something to just be referring to your disciples as man of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You know, it is incumbent that you trust such a person. And this trust ought to reflect in the words you speak. The words you speak to and about them. What do you speak to them? You just go there, and you are complaining, ah, this and that and that and I know. Ah, man of God. Where does that? Ah, ah, man of God. Emoji, you know? Things like that. You speak words to them. Ah, you are, you are going to raise ministers. You are going to be pastor. One of the things I kept saying when I met Noah is, what did I say? You are going to pastor. That's what I kept saying. I kept using my words. The only plan I have for your life is that you are pastor. You are pastor. Are you get to what I'm saying, is he not doing it today? He's doing it already. Oh, he has to wear the title? No, he's doing it. I'm seeing my words come to play. That's what I said to when I started meeting also all of you. Men of God. Man of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? I thought you would deal with me just to make you see that you are what? You are a man of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Use the words, use your words. What do you speak to them? What do you speak when I'm when I'm speaking about you people now, to my friends or to people, I'm not speaking in complaint. I'm not speaking in fear. I'm not speaking in I'm speaking with confidence. These men are strong men. These men are stable men. What are you speaking about your disciple? Because you are praying for them. You are teaching them. You shouldn't be using your words to counter what you are doing. I can't labor all this night now. And you expect me that tomorrow somebody will ask me, how is your church? What I tell them is we are pushing, we are growing by the power of God's spirit. God is working with us. I just say we are pushing, we are growing. Are you getting one of that? I can't. You do expect to be say, ah, it's not man of God. Those people are pastoring. It's not easy. These people are troublemakers. No, you people are not troublemakers. You people are men of God ministers of the gospel, faithful stewards, loyal men, committed men to God's word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Learn to speak the right words. You will learn to acknowledge them as yours. Like Paul did to Timothy in Philippians 2 verse 19 to 20. he said, I have no man like-minded like Timothy. I would to God that I would be able to say that to about any of you. That there is no man like-minded like Noah. No man like-minded like Tony. No man like-minded like, like Abraham, like Colly. No man like-minded. Like, you know, I'll be able to say that of you. I will to God. that I'll be able to say that of any of you. So in discipleship, as a good parent, you have a duty not to compare one disciple with other because they are growing on different speed. Are you seeing it? Don't compare one disciple with another don't compare, they are green on the present, believe the best of each one of them. And if you have to change location, let's say in future, uh, we have not gotten there yet, none of you is changing location yet. In future, when you have to change location, or have to do something, maybe I switch your ministry locations, you do a proper, handover. You. Ah, this is what I've gone with, this is what I've been through, this is what I've taught to, this is where you, you can continue from. You do it proper because you love them. As you get to what I'm saying, you love them. You do proper handover because it ensures that they are trained and matured by another person. Because God, God our Father never leaves us unattended to. Never. He's our example. God never leaves us unattended to. You know, I taught you something in Walking on Water, if you can remember. If it matters to you what? It matters to God. It never leaves you unattended to. So number one, you do what? You create what? No. I deceive people, but they create them. You do what number one? Be available and accessible to them. Number two. Be concerned with natural truth. Number three. Number four. number one. Yeah, so, to under them. number one, Pray number two, Pray for them. number three, Visit them. number four, to them. number five, number six, Pray with them. number seven, <laughs> number eight. <laughs> about, all right. So, trust their growth, right? Trust their growth. And also, you two, don't live in comparison. You say, ah, Sister Favour. Sister Fivo is, you know, human beings, I, I just sense to tell you this. Human beings can run another man's race by comparison. As a pastor now, I can, go, I can go online now on Facebook and see what another f- pastor friend of mine is doing. And because I like it, and I'm just wondering, who? Oh, oh, who? I just like what this pastor is doing. Let me be doing it too. I am not called to do that. Are you getting me? Can we speak inspiration for one another? Definitely, but trust your. Don't say, Don't be eyeing and say, "Ah, Stavivus disciple is growing." Sister Tony's disciple is growing. Why is my own not growing? Trust your own. Love your own. Invest in your own. Pour your energy on your own. Are you getting what I'm saying? Stop looking around. Face your work. Be focused on your work. Be focused on your disciples. Be focused on teaching them. Be focused on training them. Be fo- see, let me tell you, I love all of you. I am at see when I'm preaching to you people, I am at home. I don't really like it when I'm preaching outside. Ah the, 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 I just feel this is not my audience. When I'm invited to preach in places, sometimes I don't, uh, oh, sometimes even not chala. I am always, I, I enjoy teaching here. This is the best church in the world to me. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is the best people in the world. I'm going to pour my sweat. I'm going to pour my labor. I'm going to pour my tears over this work. And it will not die. And those whom my father has not planted, will not still, their uh, they are time bombs. Anything my father did not plant in this ministry, it will be uprooted by the power of God. Anyone who will come and sow seed of discord, sow seed of dishonor, sow seed of division, the person will not last. Jesus. <laughs> ah, whatever my father did not plant, Ah, what did he did not call me to do, I will not do. In the name of Jesus. I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. We were very stable man, strong man. What my father in heaven did not plan. It can't stay. It can't last here. It's not possible. So fix your work. Stop buying Sister Joy Disciples. Ah, sister Joy is just growing, it's coming to church, He's committed. It shows you can be inspired by saying, ah, let me labor on my own. But don't get into jealousy and bitterness. Face your work. Are you hearing me? Face your what? Your work. As I round up right now in this section's mission is possible. Maybe there will be one more session. Maybe not. Let's see. After this. Other categories of persons to disciples. Let's just look at that as we finish this section. I don't know if there will be one one more session. If there's no time again, we'll end this meeting this week. Other categories of persons to disciples. Besides our converts, there are other categories of people we can disciple. Number one Believers who are not as matured in their understanding of God's word. You can disciple those people. They are believers. They are Christians. They just are not matured in their understanding of God's word. So I'll say it again. Number one Believers who are not mature in their understanding of God's word. Believers who are not matured in their understanding of God's word. So they are Christians. They may be going to church. So it doesn't mean that the person is going to church. Are you seeing it? Yes. Listen. No. God will not be angry if somebody is going to a church where they are not taught God's word. Let me give you as a disclaimer. And you try to teach the person. He's not just growing. Are you getting me? So go all out. Don't hold back. Are you getting me? Go all out. Don't hold back. So one of the people you disciple are believers who are not mature in their understanding of God. That's why you don't go in the name of what's your church, what's your church. No. You go in the name of I want to, you are teaching the person. Don't be concerned about what the church is going. Let the person now choose to follow you. Are you getting me? Well, you can disciple them. Look at Apollos in Act 18. Look at Act 18. Let's go to there. Acts 18 verse 24. Look at Acts 18. Acts 18 verse 24 to 26 at 18 verse 24 to 26 at 18 verse 24 are you are you getting blessed yes, at sir. 18 verse 24 to 26 and a certain Jew named Apollos born at Alessandra an eloquent man and mighty in scriptures came to Ephesus this man was instructed in the way of the Lord being fervent in spirit he spake and thought diligently the things of the Lord knowing only what the baptism of John you see that they had a lot of Disciples in this baptism of John. <laughs> and they began to speak boldly in the synagogue. when Aquila and Priscilla heard, they took unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. So are you seeing that? Apollos was a preacher. Who was Aquila's Apilla? Aquila's and Priscilla was people that Paul already taught already. Are you seeing it? So you can meet a pastor, you can meet a Christian. Who is even a choir? Who is even a preacher? Who is a Sunday school teacher in his church? And all you just need to do is, when you come here, come and learn God's word. Are you getting what I'm saying? Come and learn God's word. You just teach the person. Straighten the person. Those five people can be a disciple. Are you seeing that? So don't say, ah, but they're already going to church. Uh, mm. I'm not saying you should not go and steal them a will and don't be necessarily have to be No, just teach. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at First Corinthians so, Apollos was mighty in scripture, but did not have appropriate knowledge. Look at 1 Corinthians 8, verse 7 to 12. 1 Corinthians 8, verse 7 to 12. 1 Corinthians 8. And you know the harvest is here. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 8, verse 7 to 12. First Corinthians eight verse seven to twelve. Howbeit, there is not every man that knowledge. For some with conscience of idol, unto this hour, eat as a thing offered unto idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. For miscondemns us not to God. For neither if we eat and we're better, neither if we eat, nor than we are worse. So it's just bringing consciousness. These are things I will teach us later. But it's just what he's telling us here is people with different beliefs. Like, okay, me, I believe that we don't eat meat. You know, there's some believers even today that say, I don't eat pork. I don't eat this. You can't for this. Okay, it's not about pork. Let's see, that's not the major issue in the scripture. Are you it? no, It's about skirts. It's not about wearing skirts. Where should the believer wear Okay, sorry, sorry. Should be naughty, not to wear I wear Yeah, we Come and hear God's word. It's not, why should the Christian wear makeup? Okay, sorry, sorry, we wear makeup. Okay. You know, that's what this second first Corinthians is. it's not about eating. If you eat, just take labor. So you can disciple those kind of people. Romans 14, verse 1. So Paul was just describing believers who are weak in faith. And weak in their understanding, you can disciple them. And you see, one, one thing about this week is many of you will meet a lot of them this week. This coming week, and you will have to straighten them out. And you are armed with that knowledge and God's wisdom. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Romans, Romans 14, verse 1: Is this he that is weak in faith? Receive ye, but not to what doubtful disputations. So you can disciple. People who are not what matured in their understanding of God's word, you can teach them. Are you seeing? You are seeing them on your Instagram, you are seeing them on your Twitter, you are seeing them on your Facebook. You've seen that they are just posting scriptures and, and they're just posting quotes, 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 quotes. You can start with the quote and say, explain from me. There's one, day, the one person just could one person put, put, put we are not, we are not disappeared or something. If the person just put something about first, Corinthians, first, circle, second, second, that's eleven or something. I can't remember. He said, "Not, not persecuted, but not forsaken." Ah, uh-uh. ah. Do you understand what? <laughs> do you understand what this? This teacher was talking about the cause of the gospel. It's not. <laughs> you, I don't think you are doing ministry.
1: <laughs> you
0: are saying you are not persecuted, but not forsaken. What is? Who is forsaking you? <laughs> you know, you can start with those people and just teach them. Number two, unchurched believers. There are some believers, but they are not going to church. They believe the gospel. But they just have a problem with church. Like, I don't like church. Those people, you can be meeting them in their house till they finally come to church. <laughs> All church believers. Look at Hebrews 10, verse 285. Hebrews 10, verse I believe a local church is God's wisdom. For, for man. God's plan, God's wisdom for man. Hebrews 10, verse 25. It says, Not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together as the man our son is, but exalting one another and so much more as you see what they are approaching. So, the writer of Hebrews is making you understand that believers should not forsake the assemblies of the brethren. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, Don't forsake it. So, you teach them, you make them understand. See, these people, um, you can't miss church. Are you getting what I'm saying? You teach them, strengthen them. Sometimes you might not necessarily have to tell them about church. You can just keep teaching them about the gospel say they are okay. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, we are just, remember what we are saying is other category of people, persons to disciple. I we said, number one, believers who are not what? Matured in their understanding of God's word. Number two, now number three, believers who are unlearned, who are confused, who cannot even explain their faith, they are Christians who they are just confused. They can't even explain how that Christ died. How that have never met those kind of people before. They tell you they go to church, they are Christians, they can't even explain how that Christ died, how that He was buried, how that He rose again. Those are your target audience. Are you seeing that you can disciple them? All you just need to do is teach them. Teach them. Don't, don't let the swallow of, I, but I go to church get into you. Are you getting get what I'm saying? Don't let that be the cold water on your feet where you just hear, ah, okay, because the person goes to church, I can't teach again. No. The person does not understand his faith now. He can't explain the faith. Don't, are you happy with that kind of life? So what is the person going to church for? Are you seeing it? Are you guys seeing it? Look at Galatians 3, verse 1 to 3. Galatians 3, verse 1 to 3. It says, So foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth of Christ, before those whose eyes of Jesus Christ have been evidently set forth, crucified among you? these only... Would I learn of you? Receive by the Spirit of works and of the law. Uh, of the law, or by the hearing of it. Look at verse 3. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, you are now made perfect by the flesh. What was so... Ah, what's going on with this kind of believers? You know, just like we went for our church today, and I met somebody who was saying, um, he left church because they couldn't answer his question. I, I did like this. I was like, ah! I put my hand on my head like this. Ah, I was so bored. What, what, what? What type of question is that? Ask me. I know the person, ask me the question. We will answer it. Why don't you want to go to church? Are you getting? Me? So you see those kind of people. Don't say because they are going to church already, you now leave them. No. What are they doing in the church when they are not teaching them God's word? God is not going to be offended with that. Are you getting me? So other category of the people you can disciple, number one, believers who are not what? Standing of God's word. Number two? Number three? Confused. And that cannot explain their faith. Are you getting it now? Or do you get it? So in follow-up, what do you do? Number one in follow-up. Number one in follow-up. Chamaka, number one in follow-up. Number one? Number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, and number seven. There's no number seven. We'll continue later. Hallelujah. And we said all that category of people to disciple is number one. How many of you know you meet all these kind of people every time? But see, those kind of people, you should be after them. They are almost willing Because they are any Christians. They are, not, they are not people you will be praying that the, the God of this world has blinded their minds. Are you getting what I am saying? Those ones, you can, you, all they just need is straightening out. And proper interpretation of the scriptures. You need them. So when you meet them, don't, don't be carried away with They go to a church. That should not bother you. They need to learn the truth. Why are they going to church if they don't if they do understand their faith? Are you getting what I'm saying? Do you understand something in this meeting in this section? Has this been a blessing to you? Yeah. Pray over what you've learned. Pray, I want you to pray over what you've learned. I want you to pray over what you learned that your discipleship becomes strengthened out from today. You have a fresh discipleship, stable men. Fresh discipleship from today. Stable men's fresh discipleship from today. Stable men are fresh discipleship.